welcome friends to the Liberation Lectionary. Uh, today we are uh, gathering uh, for the eighth Sunday after Pentecost and we uh, come together um, each week and try to riff on the gospel or scripture reading and, and see where we might find um, bits and pieces of liberation and application for us in our life of ministry, activism, and just daily living. And so I'm uh, Francisco Garcia, Episcopal priest out of Nashville and PhD student in theology, and with me is my my compañero always. It's Jamie Edward Tacton out here in Los Angeles and um, Episcopal priest. And um, yep, that's it. That's us. <laughs> so we're still in the Gospel of Mark. Yep. And Jamie's going to take us through this passage. Yeah, this uh, comes from chapter six of Mark, and it's broken up. So it goes from verses 30 to 34 and then from 53 to 56. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. When they crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored the, bo moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about the whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak and all who touched it were healed. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. <laughs> Radical Jesus. <laughs> so, what do you got? What, what's coming up for you, Jamie, as you as you read this? Uh, yeah. Well, I think you know. I I mentioned before we started. These are always odd readings when they break them up like this, and this seems so uh, out of context, you know. But um, so it's worth mentioning. You know, I think before this is what we preached on last, or what we talked about last week was the John the Baptist story so that that's kind of in the background you know is this uh this uh you know horrifying kind of you know event of john being murdered by the state of just for frivolous reasons right i mean just for stupid reasons and i think that was kind of the point mark wanted to make uh, is the ridiculousness of it um nevertheless there's i'm sure a bunch of pain around this and um and so we're walking into this passage with that. And so not only are they doing all this work of going around, um, you know, uh, to different cities and villages and stuff, and, and you know, they, we don't get to hear exactly what they had done and taught, but it looks like they were pretty busy. It sounds like they were pretty busy. Mm -hmm. And they still have this emotional kind of energy from John's murder. And Jesus, you know, picks up on that and probably just is feeling it himself. And he says, you know, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. And I guess the thing that jumped out for me was thinking about these apostles and um, 
that you know these are uh, Jesus, we we know who these are right Jesus calls fishermen and and uh, you know lower class folks right uh, to do this work with him and um, and so and Jesus is pointing out the importance of rest you know and I think how contrary what a what a radical message that is in our capitalist society right the last ones who get to stand you know get to rest right or you know or deserve a break or a sabbath or vacation or whatever uh you know are often those who work the hardest work the longest for the least and um so i guess what jumps out to me first is just the the justice right of this uh sabbath request that um or maybe imposing it on you know demanding it like you know our my bishop does to me sometimes you know tries to anyways uh and uh but yeah it's like i i think it's highlighting the importance of this not not even i mean the sabbath concept right because i like the another thing that stands out is you know one of the things that gets jesus in trouble is for doing stuff on the sabbath right but yet he's lifting up the concept of sabbath and so he's really another this is another example of him really connecting with the essence of things like the 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 intention of certain things of his faith but but really disappointed and and frustrated with kind of when we get caught up in the the technicalities or the traditional you know the traditions and the ceremonies and stuff like that so those are the first two things that jump out at me what grabs you Francisco? yeah i'm on the sabbath i mean i think it's about how we live into the Sabbath makes sense of it. And so obviously, you know, there's that famous um, or well-known passage where Jesus, you know, asked the question, is, uh, was this man made for the Sabbath or the Sabbath made for man or for humanity, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so his point is, is that Sabbath is, is important. He doesn't deny it, but there's also a point in which we have to be, we have to discern how best to live into the Sabbath and not live by any specific rigidity. But when we're, when we, when we know that there are times when we must rest and, and, and take our sacred rest and, and, and just sort of, um, there's a, there's kind of like seasons for that. And then um, if you, you know, but if you are a person who is able to, uh, you know, if there's injustice right in front of you, or there's an opportunity to do some kind of, an act of good that's going to be for you know for the common good or to and to help you know towards healing humanity then you know don't miss that chance either you know mm -hmm. so if it's in front of you and so um i think that's sort of like balancing obviously the call to to service and to solidarity and to to rest and renew um mm -hmm. continuing that so definitely that sort of understanding of the sabbath that we got to sort of recover um and then for, for, you know, what sticks out of me is that um, Jesus seeing the great crowd and, and, you know, having compassion for them. And, and as you said, these were sort of like the masses of people that, um, you know, rest was the furthest away from, you know, couldn't be further away from them. Mm -hmm. and, and Jesus chose to focus on them, you know, so... He could be doing a lot of things right he could say no forget these people i'm out of here but you know he he tended to them right mm -hmm. he saw that 
there was a need there. And that's where it calls about he began to teach them many things. And so Jesus is sort of fully present, um, you know, even though he himself um, wanted to rest for a while, he continued to teach, you know, and to be fully present, especially to those who um, were the most sort of economically, socially vulnerable and marginalized of of society. You know, that's yeah. where he placed his emphasis and his attention, which is, I think, you know, is is the theme of 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 our life of faith and ministry. And so, yeah. yeah, yeah, and right before that line, it uh, it's really you can feel it. You know, when it says um, in thirty three, you know, now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them, and and you can just you know you can feel the people aching for healing, for liberation, for freedom for you know for newness uh, in this passage and i think jesus is you know that's where that compassion right he's too he's he's uh tuned into that and um and and can and you know is really feeling their their you know their where they're at and they're aching he's feeling that aching you know and his i love that that compassion i can't remember the greek word but it's like spaglazoi or spatulazoi spatula or, or <laughs> but it's a um it's i think it means to literally you know the literal is Feel like good. yeah and to have your guts twisted like mm -hmm. you know and um so you know this is a this is a visceral passage it's not a um you know a intellectual passage this is something visceral that jesus is tuning in to some real pain and uh, suffering that people are experiencing. Uh, and and it's it's not just few, right? There's a lot of people in the next, we'll know in the next passage that gets left out here, the next scene is the feeding of the 5,000 men only, right? Not counting women and children. And so, you know, I imagine those quantities of that, that, that size of the crowd probably represents so many more people who were aching for this, what Jesus was bringing, you know, and promising and pointing to, so. Yeah, and you know, there's a there's a connection here for those who wanted to sort of look at it between, say, Mark and Ephesians, the the one of the other scriptures for this this Sunday, Ephesians two eleven verses Ephesians two verses eleven to twenty two, and it talks about um, that you know Jesus coming to create in, coming to create in Himself one new human humanity. Um, and sort of bringing people from different places together um, and um, so that there are no longer strangers and aliens, but every, everyone's a citizen um, with the saints of, you know, uh, with God, you know? And so that, that, the idea of the new humanity, right? And right. so when I think of that, I think of these masses of people and Jesus sees them as the new humanity, right? When, um, and especially in the culture of the time, the most, you know, the most economically, politically, and religiously powerful probably saw these folks and saw them as subhuman, you know, mm -hmm. almost like, you know, ants that can be just like stomped upon. Um, and Jesus, you know, again, flips that and says, no, the, this is, this, this is um, where God shows up, you know, where I'm supposed to be. And, right. 
then it's the model for what does it mean to follow him and to be the church? Where are we supposed to be? Where are we going to place our attention? Um, how are we going to focus our daily efforts to bring in um, the vision of the new humanity? You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. These, um, yeah, I like that. And all his work is in the, you know, it's, it is in the wilderness, in the margins, in the, you know, it's, it's outside the centers of power at this point. And, uh, and yeah, and trying to lift up their humanity, which probably often forgotten and, and, um, you know, you know, disposable and uh, not, not historical players or makers of history. And um, so I like the attention that he gives. And he's, um, I also get the sense that there's, you know, cause he's crossing over the lake and in one direction. And so, in, you know, in between the verse 34, then we come back at 53 in this passage in, in that interior section that we don't read, there's the feeding of the 5,000 men and then plus the others. And then there's also Jesus walking on water, right? Coming uh, to them. And, um, and so there's this, uh, a couple boat crossings that are happening and, um, and all these, you know, I've, I feel like this, you know, that's kind of a, I mean, not only are they, you know, fishermen and stuff like that, that, you know, that's probably why they're in boats, but I think it's much more symbolic how there's this one world is on one side of the Sea of Galilee and another world is on the other. And, and, and part of Jesus's mission, as we know, especially in this part of Mark, is to start to tie those worlds together in a way of expanding his mission, right, his work beyond um, just the Israelites and so, um, or the Jewish people. And so I get a sense here too, again, that this is what's happening, that he is on the one hand, he is, uh, you know, he, he sees compassion on one side of the lake and then he's going to cross again back, right? After they, after they crossed, when they'd crossed over, it says in, in 53. So they go back to another side of the lake uh, that they, that once again, people are rushing to them right? People are bringing in their sick. People are, uh, you know, begging for help. Right. Uh, and people are longing and aching for this liberation and this wholeness that he is offering. Um, and it's, so it, it's a, it's a common, you know, we start to see that this, that not only Jesus, I mean, we start to see the commonality of the longing that people have in different parts of, you know, the, the world in that world. Right. And also that, you know, how Jesus is, uh, like, you know, trying to make sure that God's, um, you know, him as God's representative, right. Of love and, and healing and justice and stuff is going beyond, you know, trans like transcending, uh, boundaries and going to new places and stuff. So it just, I guess, I guess the sense of this kind of, you know, a building kind of, uh, unity amongst different peoples and stuff uh, and seeing that we have this you know mutual longing for liberation yeah and i think that um keeping with this this theme of jesus and the crowd you know um you know he has his team of disciples but you know again looking at this from from the organizing perspective, right? He built his organizing committee mm -hmm. uh, and he trained them, right? A few, a few Sundays ago, we talked about training people to go two by two, right? right. Doing, doing the house visits, building, you know, building relationships, horizontal relationships. And, and you know, Jesus is, is sort of building 
this new humanity. He's kind of building, uh, hoping to build a mass movement of right. people um, that are committed to this different way of life, right? A way of belonging, a way of mutuality, a way of, of proclaiming God's reign um, in the midst of an empire, right? And, and all these systems that oppress. And so he's really committed to this. And so that's where you see he was because these these masses were following him and then he right. continues to have them follow him because then he's feeding the 5,000 right. he's building sort of a mass movement which is kind of amazing to think about right with his, his team of 12 people or who knows how many were there right exactly because we know there were um, women leaders that weren't included in that 12 so maybe he had like a posse of 20 but we're talking about thousands of people um, you know with uh, no social media right right no Twitter, no Facebook, and just grassroots on the ground, you know, immediate needs in front of them, building some kind of different way of life. And I'm just thinking about the vision of what we get so stuck in, I think, in our, you know, whatever, our modernity or our post-modernity or our post-post-modernity. <laughs> but in re when we break it down, you know, at the human level, what are we doing to really just, you know, build that kind of a relationality? Like, are we right. really doing that right now as church, you know? Yeah, and you make me think, you know, there, you, you know, gosh, uh, a day can't go by without me complaining about how we've lacked the resources, right, uh, at church or nonprofit, Jubilee or whatever, and, and, and that we're always in need of resources. And when I think about how that, you can get trapped into that kind of thinking, you know, it, it, uh, it prevents you from doing this kind of work. Whereas what do they have? They have a boat, they have, uh, you know, two loaves of bread or, or five loaves of bread and two fish and more, I can't remember which is which, but, uh, you know, the next passage and they turn that into, you know, they multiply that and, uh, and in different ways, you know, um, and it just makes me think that we, yeah, we don't spend enough time dreaming big right like and, and then trying to do the work that's going to really change the humanity like you're talking about right Real, or another way i would say it is that really ushers in that you know god's reign right in that in that new way and um and so because we don't think we uh, have the resources to do it whether they're financial resources or whether they're you know whether we have the capacity the agency to do it right and again, Jesus is in this, with this group of people he's with, he is, he's rejecting that as well. He didn't choose the cream of the crop. You know, the church turned these, you know, these dudes into the cream of the crop, right? After the fact, but they were really fishermen and, and very human and very inadequate at times. But, you know, um, but the, nevertheless, they end up being fit for the job. And I think that's the point, right? Is like, we're, ultimately we're all fit for this job and um and we just need to believe it and and then we can also get these uh achieve these outcomes i think as well um but we need to believe that too and um so um yeah i think we need to move away from focusing on what we don't have uh and focus on what we're what we do have and what we're capable of yeah i mean think about some of the organizing uh, work that we've been a part of um we we usually have started doing it with like absolutely zero extra yeah. resources, right? right that's right and, and we you know we built it from the bottom up and then later we said oh i guess it'd be nice to have a little money that's right or, or you know an extra person but you know i think that's 
that's how things start, you know, and I feel like we shouldn't ever lose that. Um, Yeah, as we sort of grow and build. um, But, you know, it's hard, you know, having our institutions in place and thinking with that kind of a grassroots on the ground mentality. So, but I think that's what really called to do like, okay, yeah, you might be, um, you know, in charge of this church congregation, but, you know, bring it down closer to the ground. And what does it look like, uh, you know, compared to this gospel or any gospel, you know, and Mm -hmm. of course it can't be, um, you know, a literal like, oh, well, we're, we're just going to go two by two and, you know, carry nothing but our tunic, you know, no, that's not what we're talking about. That's not reality, but how do we channel that spirit, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Well, um, I think that's all I got on this one, Francisco. I think um, it's good. I I prefer to read the whole thing in its entirety, but you know, I'll leave that to everybody else. So, But yeah, I think I think uh, it makes me think about my own need for rest too, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know why that feels like such a dirty word, you know, for so many of us. And um, like we're, you know, like there's no time to rest, you know. And um, but I think that's a danger for everyone. Danger. So, um, yeah. It is a danger because ultimately, I think we have to hold that intention, right? We have to hold the fact that yes, there is urgency. There's always something to do. Um, you know, and we're, we're called to be a part of doing it. And I think we, uh, you know, if that's all we think about, then we run the risk of having like this savior mentality that, oh, well, the movement's not going to happen without me, or the vision of God is not going to get realized without me, right? The kingdom of God will not come unless I do X thing, right? (laughs) And we need to sort of like, yeah, you know what? We're all, we're all dispensable. (laughs) We're all needed and we're all dispensable and so hold it together and and i think this this gospel holds them together right yep. come away to a deserted place and then see the crowd and have compassion on them and also have compassion on ourselves as right. servants and yeah you know that's what's happening both yeah that's happening at the same time right it's like a mutuality of you know i deserve to rest and these people deserve to be fed and to be healed and to be you know liberated so, um, so jamie take sunday off take two sundays off all right. If anybody from St. Stephen, St. Barnabas is listening out there, my boss just gave me the two Sundays off. So I hereby authorize. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, as always, it's been a joy, Francisco. Um, people can like us uh, on Facebook and share with their friends. You can let uh, follow us on Instagram. We're also on podcast uh, version of this. And so you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, or Google Podcasts and leave a review. If you like us, that would be great. Uh, kind of gets us a little more uh, view, viewership. Um, but hopefully we gave you something to chew on today and uh, we'll be back next week. So until then, Francisco, peace. Peace.